Welcome to Detour to Neverland, your guide to living your best Disney life through your hobby or business. Here's your hosts, Brendan and Catherine. Welcome to National Puppy Day 2019. It is a big crossover episode today, Monoreal Radio and Detour to Neverland. I'm Sean. I'm Jackie. And we have our guests on the line right now, Brendan and Catherine from Detour to Neverland. Guys, how are you today? Doing great. How are you? We're hanging in there. It's Hey, it's it's not very often I get to spend a Saturday morning hanging out with people and, and talking about our Disney dogs. So this is kind of a nice surprise for me. Absolutely. It's a great topic. <laughs> I know. How's the weather for you guys over there? We've had like the, the craziest uh, winter and spring. I can't figure this out. I mean, but you tend to have well, a little bit milder climate, right, down in Nashville? Yeah, it's definitely not been as cold. No snow, uh, just maybe like some, what, frost? <laughs> yeah, but Catherine got a week out of school because of sickness. Yeah, illness. So. Illness week. Yep. So that's better than a snow week. Oh my God, you guys get an illness week? <laughs> we did. We have 10 snow days built in, and I think they felt bad for us because they knew we weren't going to get any snow, so they just threw us an illness week. That's wow. crazy. <laughs> and you don't, like, thank goodness you weren't sick. Like, you just get to enjoy it. That's amazing. Yeah, I just hang out. I cuddled with Louie for a week. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's that's the dream. Yeah, <laughs> but I think I think the natural way to start this off is we, we should talk about our Disney dogs. That's part of, you know, for those of you who maybe have not caught up with the back catalog yet for for either show or if this is your first, you know, introduction to us. Welcome, we're happy to have you here. Uh, we connected with Brendan and Catherine back in November when we went to Disneyland. They had just gotten back from a trip, I think, in October. Um, I, I think we missed each other by about three weeks, and then from there. We went on on their show, and we just talk on social media, and, and the topic of Disney dogs came up because we have ours and they have theirs. But I'm really interested in learning more about Louis. Am I right to assume that he is named after King Louis? Correct. You are correct. <laughs> yeah, so we had a couple of criteria for whenever we were trying to name him. It had to be some sort of Disney name, and then if it could have some sort of sports reference, that was just like put it over the top. And my criteria was that it had to be a British name because he's a corgi. Yeah. So Louis for King Louis, sort of like St. Louis, which I'm a St. Louis Cardinals fan. So that tied in there. And then the new baby, what is, is he a prince? prince? Yeah. Prince Louis was just born like a couple weeks before we got him. That's perfect. So That's how... Disney magic. That's stars aligning <laughs> right there. So how old is Louis now? He's almost a year old. Almost. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you guys have taken him to Disney, right? <laughs> we have. <laughs> so what? we're like over-the-top dog parents. Oh, yeah. What was that like? Because you guys are DVC members, right? Yeah, so we weren't staying DVC on that trip. Um, so we were staying with Catherine's sister down there in her apartment. And honestly, he was maybe 12 weeks old at that point. We he could, had to have been older than that. We couldn't do it with him anymore. He's way too wild to do it now. But at the time, but we did drop him off one day at the pet resort that they have down there while we went to the parks. So that was fun. Yeah. What is that like? How, how are those pet resorts? She I mean, seemed to enjoy it. Yeah, we thought it was really nice. And he was too small to actually play with the other dogs. Um, so the people would just take him out. And of course, you know, you can pay for extra walks and playtime and cuddle time. But they do have like an area where the dogs can all socialize with each other. 
So now I think he would definitely like that. Yeah, and the worker said that we paid for like two walks, and they said that anytime they had downtime, the workers just went and grabbed him and took him on like ten walks that day. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, we uh, we've only brought Walt down there once, and it by was accident. by accident. So, <laughs> long story made short. You know, I've mentioned on my show, I work in food and beverage. More specifically, I work in private clubs. So in the winter here on Long Island, the clubs, they all close at some point. It's just a matter of when. My club closes in February. We drive down to Florida because my family's in Sarasota. We're on our way back from the East Coast. We were in Jupiter, and I wanted to go to Daytona because I love NASCAR. I've never been to Daytona International Speedway. And we're on 95 and basically, you could take 95 from Miami, and you're in New Jersey. You know, like, it's, it's one <laughs> road. So We didn't really feel the need for a GPS. So we shut the GPS off. Well, apparently, 95 splits into this other highway that I think is, like, 295 or something. I don't remember what it was. I All I know is that we were supposed to be in Daytona in about an hour. And 50 minutes later, I'm like... I find it odd that I have not seen one sign for the Daytona International <laughs> Speedway. This doesn't make sense. Turn on the GPS, and we find out that we got on onto this other highway. We literally have to double back to get to 95, but coincidentally, we're like 15 minutes north of Orlando. So we brought the dog to Disney Springs because at the time, that was the only place that you could we couldn't even we didn't bring, even him, bring there. him in. He no. just went. He went to the. Parking. We went to the parking garage, yeah. and we we kind of held him up like Simba and took pictures of him so that he could kind of see around and you know see the balloon and everything. And that was about as much as we got. And then I'm we sure got burgers a... from Planet Hollywood. So technically, he ate at Disney Springs. <laughs> I'm sure that's a great memory for Walt. I'm sure he remembers <laughs> that moment all the time. I'm sure that he does. All right, so I think. Now that we've introduced the dogs and we've rambled on about everything else, I think it's time for us to really get into the uh, the juice of this show, which sure. is we're, we're doing our top five Disney dogs of all time. But the way we're going to do it is we each have a list, and we don't know who has who on what list. Yeah, these we lists, haven't talked about this ahead of time Listen, it's, it's cloak and dagger. Nobody has seen these <laughs> lists. We've, we've kept them hidden for for months at this point um and i think that it's time that we finally start to to open up these lists here and i think we start from five work our way down to one seems the most natural thing to do and i think who wants to bat lead off here you guys go yeah we can we can start off i've changed my numbers like multiple times so <laughs> i'm just winging it at this point yeah did you have a hard time actually coming up with this because i kind of did like I knew who I wanted on, but when it came time to actually rank them, I was like, oh, God, this is this is awful. I feel like I'm choosing, yeah. you know, I would never pick like a favorite dog in real life. Well, except for my own. But <laughs> The ranking was the hardest part. Yeah. yeah. So we went through and we like both added like eight or nine to our phones and then tried to go back and rank them. But it's also like, where do you draw the line for some of these? Like, is Stitch a dog? Is Goofy and Max and Pluto like are they all in the same category? I'm not trying to spoil anything, but I'm just curious on where people drew their lines for this. Yeah, we had the same conversation last night. We're that like... was the most we talked about it. We <laughs> we were like, what constitutes a dog? Is it like an actual pet that is owned, or do we go with like the Disney standard of dogs? Another hot topic: Have you seen on Twitter that now people are trying to call Goofy a cow? 
What? No. I have not seen that. You've you got know it. Clarabelle's a cow. <laughs> Goofy's not. Tim Tracker was tweeting about it, and he said, like, at first it was a joke, and then he actually got mad about it because someone changed his Wikipedia page to say that he was a dog. I mean, a cow. <laughs> <laughs> That must have driven Tim crazy because I know that he is he's such a Disney fanatic that I can't even imagine what that had to be like for him to be on that end of it. I, I would oh, have yeah. almost paid to be a fly on the wall. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I have seen this Stitch debate as well. I don't know about that. I don't know. I <sighs> I had to count him as a dog. In my mind, they adopted him from a pound. That's a dog. I'm trying That's... to jump on your list now and see what it looks like. No, I didn't That's a good on point. My list, but... I just, if I had to dog or not dog, I would go dog. Well, we might as well just jump to our list and then we'll see where <laughs> our lines are. <laughs> All right, cool. Go ahead. You guys go first. Who's your Who's your number five? All right. And why, of course. Oh, man. I'm trying to decide if I want to change. All right, I am changing. Oh, All right, okay. number five. Not the one you would think of from 101 Dalmatians, but it's Rolly. The best puppy of all of them, <laughs> better than the parents. I mean, he's he's very plump. relatable. He's plump. He's cute. Sleepy. Sleepy. He's got all the traits that you would want in a dog. Okay. Boom. Follow that up. So I went with Bruno from Cinderella. Nice. Because I just think he's very loyal, and he wants to please Cinderella, and he eventually goes after the cat to save the day. So I had to go with Bruno. Interesting. I didn't even know Bruno's name until right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I like Cinderella, and you don't. Maybe that's it. You know, I almost put Rolly in that exact spot, and then he (laughs) got the boot. But for those exact reasons, he's so relatable. He's hungry. I definitely identify with that. He's hungry all the time. Uh, but instead, my number five is actually the footstool from Beauty and the Beast. Ah, that's He's a good one. really the first one to welcome Maurice into the castle when he comes in. Aside from Lumiere lighting the way, you know, he brings him into the living room. He props his feet up. And uh, I, I just really love the animation and the, I, I can't really say personification, Dogonification that they gave the footstool? I'll allow it. (laughs) How do I follow up a piece of furniture? Um, (laughs) So my my number five actually was was a more recent Disney dog, and some people might go nuts because I'm saying it, but I actually went with Bolt as my number five Disney dog. Um, I went with Bolt because in spite of the fact that he eventually realizes that he does not have superpowers he's he is in fact an animal actor i still like how at the end of the film he's selfless and he still does become the hero and there is a bit of comedy that comes for me he's such a cheese ball and and travolta did such a good job with him um he gave that character so much life and he's very tongue-in-cheek and uh, I, I thought that he was a perfect hero when that movie came out because I felt like we hadn't seen a really good Disney dog in a long time. Bolt is actually on my list at number three. I love Bolt. And I, I love the whole Buzz Lightyear thing that they gave him where he truly believes his job is to do what he's portraying. But yeah, eventually he does win everyone over and he's actually the hero. A fun story. First time all of our family, like my brother and his wife, 
and my parents all went down to Disney World. My sister-in-law, the one thing she wanted to do was meet Bolt. And we're like, he does not meet any – like you can't meet Bolt anywhere. And she was convinced that you could. And, of course, she was let down that he's nowhere to be found. He's kind of a forgotten Disney character, it seems like. Yeah. The first time we saw that movie, actually, of all places, we were in a Port Authority terminal in Manhattan – we were leaving um right. we were leaving on a cruise down to the Bahamas. It was a week and a half after Superstorm Sandy hit us. So there there was no electricity, there was no water. So we had downloaded this movie to watch like a week and a half prior, but we couldn't actually do it. So we're sitting in this and it was so cold because this nor'easter had blown in and it was like a foot of snow. It was so cold and so overcrowded. Like we had this booked as our vacation, but everybody was so tired of not having heat and electricity. Electricity. They were like, that's it. We're going on vacation. <laughs> so crowded in that terminal. And I think that's part of why I liked him, too, because he was like the best. He was like the first bit of good news I had seen in, in like 11 days. I agree with you, though. Um, I do feel like Bolt is kind of forgotten because I, I wasn't sure. I thought I might be alone in having him on the list, but I'm happy you had him on yours, too. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like people didn't really embrace that movie. I mean, what did you guys think? I've honestly probably only seen the movie like one time. I think I'm in the same And for boat. some reason, I just didn't like latch on to it as much. I remember thinking it was cute. I think I was probably thrown off a little because isn't Miley Cyrus the voice yeah. of the girl? So I think maybe I was thrown off by that. I don't know. Understandable. You're just so hooked on Hannah Montana. Yeah, she's could... just Hannah Montana. That's it. She can't be a voice in a Disney movie. That one was just Disney, right? Like it wasn't Pixar. No, was that it? was just Disney, I believe. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, because they they have that that they the animation between the two studios is so completely different. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like that like that Meet the Robinsons or Wreck It Ralph, where it is a straight Disney, but it's got like elements of that Pixar feel. Yeah. All right. So that was our our number five. So let's let's circle back around over to number four. Okay. Again, I'm I'm changing my order on the fly. <laughs> I'm gonna bend the rules a little bit. I think. Max Goof is my number four. Yes. Technically, he's a dog, just not a pet dog. But Max has always been one of my favorite characters from all of the Goofy movies. Wish we saw him in the parks more often, but I, I feel like he speaks for himself. You just really wanted to meet him in Disneyland. There you go, Walt. <laughs> he's a fan. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. So Walt's getting in on the conversation. I'm not surprised. He hasn't he's, made a cameo in a while. He's saying Max Goof is not a dog. Is what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I actually feel like that was how that was one of the big things we bonded on because when we were in Disneyland, I remember we were going back and forth on Instagram, and that was, I think, a question that you had put out on your Instagram, and I was kind of like. You know, some of the posts that you were throwing out, I was like, we have to be like close in age just based on like the era of Disney that you're talking about. But that was that was such a big bonding experience over Max Goof, who is also my number four. I'm I'm oh, totally wow. down with that. It is. Yeah, he's he's definitely a dog. And I, I also love him because um he's voiced by uh, Jason Marston, not James Marston, your boy from Enchanted. OK, um, you got me excited for a second. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, Jason Marston is probably best known for his roles on Step by Step and uh, Boy Meets World as the, be the best friend to Eric and JT. 
No. Cricket? No. Is he Sean? <laughs> no, no, he's not uh -oh. Sean. But yeah, he, he was always like the sidekick. So I was really happy to see him like have his comeuppance. And he's he's totally into being Max Goof. Like to this day, he will tweet about it. Well, I mean, you you had just had three people look at you and couldn't remember the name of any of his other characters. So he, <laughs> he's got to latch on to something. <laughs> he needs those royalties. Got to pay them bills. <laughs> Catherine, you're, what was what do you yeah, have on your number, number four? Uh, four? So my number four is Slinky Dog. Nice. So recently, I have been way obsessed with Slinky Dog. I think it's the whole like Toy Story Land. Um, they keep playing the Toy Story trilogy, I guess for now on ABC, right? Freeform. Freeform, whatever it's called now, um, for like their Sunday Fun Day movies. And he's hilarious. He's just like so sarcastic and just his kind of like monotone voice and he's just he's a good dog. I think the reason why I'm gonna take a shot in the dark here the reason why you like it so much is because you live in Tennessee and you're not from here you love to make fun of any sort of country accent like you love doing <laughs> he has slinky. a good accent <laughs> but I feel like he's more like western isn't he I don't know when have you guys been on the slinky dog ride we haven't no, no. so we're gonna get on it for the first time in November okay when you hear his voice, like, in the queue, he sounds ridiculous. <laughs> and it is hilarious. Did you guys ride the um, Mater's Junkyard Jamboree when you were oh, at Disneyland? Oh, we sure did. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. I it sounds we... like Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah. It, oh, I can't Especially, wait. like, the Spanish part of the instructions. Yes. You, it sounds like Larry the Cable Guy reading it. Can I, I just... was like... That Why was is our there favorite guy on this ride, and Brendan's like, "No, that's Slinky Dog." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait now. That was our favorite. One of our favorite parts of being on that ride is that poor favor. We were like, oh, <laughs> yeah, <my> God, <laughs> the only part of that was better. That was better was we were there, um, and they had already done the um, the Christmas layover, so they had him singing the dreidel song, but <laughs> he was yeah. singing about tractors. And that just made it that much better. They did the same thing for Halloween. He was singing about like purple fender benders. And... Yeah, instead of purple people eaters. It That's was hilarious. Amazing. Oh, I really can't wait for Slinky Dog now. Now, Slinky Dog was originally, um, he was voiced by uh, Jim Varney, who was Ernest back mm -hmm. in the uh, late 80s and even the mid 80s. So I think that's, he had that, that real kind of, I don't want to say backwoods southern thing going but it was just earnest like uh, the, he could have only existed in the 1980s like yeah. it, he would never have worked anywhere but but where he was earnest goes to jail and earnest saves christmas he was great casting it's just, it's a shame that he he didn't live long enough to to continue that character yeah but i definitely i see where he's he's so <laughs> endearing though because similar similar to roly he's kind of like a regular guy Yep. I, you know what I think it is about Slinky that makes him like that? And he's not even on my list. Now, even I'm going on about him. <laughs> we we all know a Slinky. Yep. Right? It's, it's like we all yep. know a Roly. <laughs> Some of us know more than one. <laughs> we are Roly. <laughs> Fun fact, and I didn't even think about this till right now. I bet you don't even know this. I didn't realize that it was Jim Varney, Ernest, who does that voice. I, I never put that together. His... Widow sits in front of us at the Titans games. What? So you should tell her that Slinky Dog <laughs> is on your top five what Disney dogs. Maybe don't oh, say bro. that he's number four, but tell him he's on the top five. 
Yep. Yeah, especially depending on what outranks him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, hey, I mean, what's the basis of comparison? Is it the piece of furniture? Is it Stitch? What is it? Um, my number four is uh, Dodger from Oliver and Company. Four. Dodger comes in at number four, which probably is a shock to you. That is shocking to me. I thought for sure he was a shoe in at number one for you. I I love Billy Joel. I've loved Billy Joel my entire life. You have never sounded more Long Island. Yeah, I know. As I sit here wearing my Islander jersey, cursing John Tavares in my mind. Um, And uh, uh, no, I just I I've always loved his music. And I think and I I think I said this actually on your show um, when, when you had us on was. Uh, growing up and loving him so much, when they made him a Disney character, it was like my world was blown. And I have <laughs> I have a story about the first time I saw that movie, but I'm going to shelf it for a while because I could ramble on about it. And it's it's not anything that adds to this particular conversation <laughs> at all. We're going to get it out of you by the end of this episode. You probably will. You probably will. And if my brother, I'll put it to you this way. If my brother's listening, he should just shut the podcast off now. Um <laughs> But you know what? He comes in at number four because I do love that he's street smart. He's a survivor. That's what I love about him. And, and he, he cares so much about his group and his gang. But what for me, and he's so cool. Like, he's just so cool with yeah. his sunglasses and Dodger. You know, I love him. <laughs> but the thing that keeps him actually further down on my list is that at the root of it, he is very selfish, and he's a he's a criminal. He's a thief. I, I can't I can't like necessarily glorify him with the number one spot because at the end of the day, as much as I love him, he's stealing hot dogs. He he lives with a pickpocket. <laughs> he's definitely he's got a checkered history. Fair enough, to say the <laughs> least. Let's move on to our number three. All right, so my number three is not a living dog. It's zero from Nightmare Before Christmas. Nice. I, I kind of I'm surprised he wasn't your number one. <laughs> For a dog that has no dialogue, you're still able to get to know him pretty well, and I'm sure, I, I think a lot of it helps because Jack kind of personifies him and and gives him character. But I've always loved that movie. But then when we went to the Halloween party at Disneyland, and he was flying back and forth around the castle he skyrocketed up the list love zero we got to get to disney for a halloween party wait I we know. always go Everybody keeps telling us we always go november but we got to either bump up the trip or extend it or something extend it sounds good <laughs> I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll gladly well, do that question well before you know it you can have halloween and disney world in like june i know true this is true. <laughs> they might be doing layovers right now for all we know. <laughs> yeah. Zero is so, such a great pick. I didn't even think of that. Now I might have to re Was that your actual number three or did you just, did, did you shake it up again? He was four and then I, mo- I, I flip-flopped <laughs> him in Max <laughs> Catherine, what about you? Uh, so my number three is actually from Oliver and Company too, but it's Tito. So I, I mean, again, like his personality is just fun. And I actually have a dog from growing up with my parents and I named him Tito. So he's just, I mean, he's a character. He's funny. He has like that little dog syndrome, you know, flirting with uh, Georgia and, you know, he's a tough guy and I love it. 
Yeah, yeah I th- Cheech Marin brought so much to that character. That 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 entire cast was really good of that movie. Yeah. Bette Midler was in that movie. Dom DeLuise, I think, was in that movie too. There were a lot of good actors in that movie. Yeah, they had for for a movie that was kind of in the uh, you know before the Renaissance. They got a big cast. Yeah, that was prior to Little Mermaid. That was prior to you know like the explosion and the revival. That was the one right before Little Mermaid. So yeah. it was the kind one of... that almost sunk it. Well, uh... except for Black Cauldron. Oh boy, Black Cauldron. Yeah, we already shared our opinions of Black Cauldron. <laughs> um, although there is one film that I mentioned on our show that, in my opinion, is worse than The Black Cauldron, and that's Burton's uh, Alice in Wonderland, to me, is worse than The Black Cauldron. Number one or number two? Number one. I actually liked number two more than number one. Yeah, we did that one a couple of weeks ago. and uh... well, it's been nice talking to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I love number one. I, the second one I think is terrible, but I like the first one. But You're um, also a huge Alice in Wonderland. And I love Tim Burton. So. And, yeah. yeah. I wish we would have known to have him on for that one, to, to shed a little <laughs> light for us. Dumbo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. When we do our Dumbo review, you should jump on with us, both of you. Oh, man. I don't know. I'm, I'm not a Tim Burton fan. Oh, you well, definitely have to jump on with us. This is going to be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Three on one. I, I float back and forth with Burton. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, we're going to shelf that conversation for after this recording. Um, yeah, that was tough. I almost had Tito on my list, too. Yeah. Because I love Tito. I, you could almost put that entire cast, though, on this on this list. I, I think maybe we can do that. Maybe we can have, like, honorable mentions for ensemble cast because it seems like we're not all picking dogs of the same movie. That's that's fine. So there, no there you go. You have your entire cast of Oliver. What's your number three? Uh, my number three was Bolt. I, I don't have anything really to add than, than what I said before with, with his Buzz Lightyear complex. Okay. So my number three is Pongo from 101 Dalmatians. We talked about it on our show a couple of weeks ago. I love his relationship with Roger. I love how he considers Roger to be his pet. But what I really appreciate about him is in the heat of the moment, as desperate as that situation was, and that was a very dramatic situation. I mean, think about it. You've had your 15 puppies stolen by the Crypt Keeper in the cigarettes, and he just, he's calm, cool. It, it took you that, that long to figure that one out. That kind of went over my head for a second. <laughs> but he's hes so calm, cool, and collected. He's basically like, okay, we know what we have to do. Let's go. And it just takes Let's off. Let's take matters into our own hands. He's like Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Of course, of course he would be on your list. Then. Anytime I can cycle anything back to Batman and Ghostbusters, it's a good day for me. <laughs> so Pongo's my number I think that's three. that's a good pick. Yeah. That's a solid pick. All right, we're moving up to number... We're getting up there. Number two. We're closing the gap here. Number two. All right, I'm pretty sure this is on Catherine's list, probably pretty high. Number two is Nana from Peter Pan. Nice. Naturally. Again, no dialogue. But she, her name perfectly personifies her, takes care of all the kids. She's not a St. Bernard. Is she a St. Bernard or is she a uh, uh, Newfoundland? No, I think she'd be a St. Bernard. I don't know. Um, anyway, she, I think she's a, the perfect Disney dog. Yeah, I would agree. 
She would actually be high on my list, but I knew you were putting her. I knew you were going to put her on yours, so I didn't put her on mine. Oh. For to just be a little diverse. So what's your number two? So my number two, I picked Tramp from Lady and the Tramp. Again, I I just like his personality too. I mean, he's kind of you know rough and tumble, gets into all these things, and then he meets the right girl and falls in love, and you know settles down. So how'd you pick Tramp over Lady? I think he has more personality. I think Lady is just kind of boring. Whoa. I mean, she just doesn't do much. I don't know. <laughs> I know the movie's probably like all about her too, but I think Tramp is more exciting. I have the rebuttal. My number two <laughs> is actually Lady. <laughs> yes. We've been waiting for this. Yes. <laughs> I. You know what? It, it really was a toss-up because I do love Lady and the Tramp, and it was hard to pick just one dog from that movie because... I, I love Jacques and I love Trusty too. Like they have such a great ensemble of dogs there. But what kind of won me over with Lady, and it's funny that you said that because when I was a kid, I totally agreed. Like I thought Lady was kind of boring and uppity and, you know, Tramp is so much more fun because he's really streetwise and everything. And he's the one who gets the spaghetti dinner taken care of and organizes that whole thing. But what actually changed my opinion of Lady was having a dog now and watching this movie with a dog because lady is the one who is the Christmas gift that uh, Jim buys for his wife. And when lady's a puppy, she's just so stinking cute. I mean, they try to make her sleep downstairs in the kitchen and she doesn't want to be by herself. So she keeps sneaking out the door and running up to the bed and they were like, okay, just this once, don't make it a habit. And then they flash forward six months and she's still the little princess taking over the human's bed. And I was like, well, gee, this looks familiar. And I think having that be so much more relatable to me now, Lady kind of won over Tramp. I was so... I see that. Yeah, I was so back and forth with both of them. And, and Tramp almost made my list. He was so close. But sort of for the same reason as you, Catherine, I figured somebody would have him. I didn't think anybody else would have Bolt or Dodger, so I sort of just kind of slid him off the list. That's why I didn't pick Nana. I was like, somebody's got Nana covered. <laughs> and she got the boot. It was yep. terrible. Good call. I was ruthless one. with my list. You, you had that phone in your hand. I've never seen you so determined <laughs> for hours today. Hours it was. Well, yeah, because like Brendan, I I had I, I actually had seven on the list, and then I made some some deep cut. I mean, I don't even have Max on here from Little Mermaid, and that is my favorite Disney movie. Right. And the footstool won over Max. <laughs> <laughs> All right, should we do it? Should we go for number one? What, can I give oh, you my sorry. number two first? I'm sorry. No, you know why? Because you said you figured somebody would put Tramp, and I thought you were Tramp, too. Go ahead, no. sorry. Jeez almighty. <laughs> All right. So my number two actually is Copper from Fox and the Hound, and I'll tell you why. First off, it's Kurt Russell. Brendan and I don't need to go into our love affair with Kurt Russell and Herb Brooks. <laughs> We've already done this. But... What I love about Copper is that he's loyal to everybody who's important to him in his life. And in reality, he kind of does change on the fly when he has to. He's he's very loyal to, obviously, his animal friends. But then, as you fast forward, he becomes that, that hunting dog. And 
he's now going to be loyal to his to his owner and i really do appreciate that and when push comes to shove at the end of the movie he's the one that stands in front of the gun to save his friend and i just thought that it was so selfless and so heroic and i thought that it was the perfect character arc for that film he i mean he saves todd he saves todd a few times in that movie I've only seen it once or twice for that reason. Way too sad for me. So I guess when it came time to actually compile the list, Fox and the Hound really wasn't even on my radar. So I was if gonna say, can we take a little cry break? Seriously. <laughs> too sad. Yeah. Sad. Yeah. Great. So I'm the one that ruined the show. <laughs> so I guess it's safe to assume that nobody has old Yeller number one on their list. <laughs> if you were all upset about the Fox and the Hound. He was in my honorable mentions. Okay. He actually was. Should we do the honorable mentions before we do number one? Yeah. Okay. That's that not a bad idea. That kind of makes things interesting, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So, Brendan, who, you gave us one. Who else is in your honor- yeah, you've honorable mentions? Yeah, you got like mentions? five more on that list. <laughs> um, so, Dante from Coco yep. was on my honorable mentions. Yeah. Let's see. Ole Yeller, Footstool was on there, and then Percy, and that's it. Okay. Catherine, do you have any honorable mentions or did you did you stick to your five? No. So my honorable mentions were going to be Nana um, and then Rolly. So we talked about them. And then I also put Buster from Toy Story. So Andy's dog. Nice. That's because I like the reach for the sky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're going to teach Louie to do that someday. No shot. No shot, but we'll try. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, Nana definitely gets an honorable mention. Rolly, like I said before, Dante, I agree. Zero, I agree. He was an honorable mention, just barely made the cut. Uh, yeah, and Max from Little Mermaid. Okay. Yeah, the two that stood out to me were, um, Tito and, um, and Max as well, actually. I, I, for a, for an animal that, a game, same thing, doesn't have a lot of speaking lines, is a, a very important part of Little Mermaid. He's he's what gets Eric back on the ship that brings him to Ariel, and then he comes in and he helps ruin the wedding at the end. Exactly, exactly. He he's got a, a big, big role. Yeah, more so, kind of an understated role, Th- actually. That was a tough cut. A little bit off topic. Have you guys seen the Voyage of the Little Mermaid show in Hollywood Studios? Yes. Of course. The person who has to crawl on the floor <laughs> as Max at the end. I always feel so sorry for that cast member. It's like made it to the big show and they could just crawl and then they just crawl back off and that's all they do. Every time I see that, it reminds me of when I was a kid and I'm talking like kindergarten or first grade. Our elementary school did Peter Pan as the school play and they had somebody who was cast as Nana, and it was just somebody crawling around on the floor. Because we're all five, six years old. We don't even know how to act. So you just got somebody crawling around on a, a, dressed as a dog. And for whatever reason, it's funny you bring that up, because that's the thing that I always think about when I, when I see that show. Yeah. Yeah. So it is number one time. Number one. I kind of think at this point, seeing as there's a couple of big names out there yeah. that were not called, I feel like we're going to have some overlap here. I'm interested to see, or I could be totally wrong, and we're we're all all over the place. I peeked at Catherine's list. I know that we both have the same uh, yeah, number. Yeah, I probably <laughs> okay. guess that we would have the same one. Okay, so so you guys share the same number one. Who is your number one? It's Doug from Up. Yes, <laughs> we love Doug. I mean, he's honestly like the perfect dog. He's perfect. Yep, he just Whenever... wants to love you. Yeah, and whenever you think about a golden retriever, I mean, that is now what all golden retrievers sound like to me. Yeah, and it helped when Catherine and I started dating when I was 
16 and you were 15, right? <laughs> yeah. The very first Christmas present I got her was this huge plush stuffed Doug. Mm-hmm. I so still just, have him. Since then, Aww. Up's always been one of our favorite movies. So Doug is just like the perfect Disney dog. Yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I got chastised by three people because I brought up Copper from the Fox and the Hound and I made it too sad. <laughs> And you guys go number one with a dog from probably the saddest Disney movie of all time. Arguably, yeah. Just skip the first 20 minutes and yeah, it's really Doug, happy. Doug is the happy <laughs> of that movie. <laughs> it's like how you cut off the last half an hour of, of Into the Woods and everybody has a happily ever after. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. My number one is actually Percy from Pocahontas. I love Percy. I know he got your honorable mention, but yeah, I do feel like he's sometimes forgotten about because, and this is what I love about him is that he's lumped in with the villains because it's Governor Radcliffe's dog. But like when it comes down to it, he completely abandons the mission for digging for gold and he actually ends up befriending Nico. And together, you know, they kind of, I love their little subplot together. They just kind of bro out and they just want to eat their crackers. And I've always just loved Percy. Interesting choice. I kind of thought you would go there. Really? Yeah. Because I know that that's that's a movie that's really high on your list. Yeah. And for me, that's a movie that I've only seen it a handful of times, but it's kind of very low on my list. So I'm I I and we do have to see it again, or at least I need to see it again to see if I if my opinion of that one is has changed. But I kind of I was expecting Percy. I'm surprised nobody else had him. I I thought actually that he would be high on a few lists. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like he's one of the ones that kind of does sometimes get look, looked over. Yeah, um, I would say he. I didn't like think of him off the top of my head. I had to like, go on like a Disney dog list, and then I was like, <laughs> "Oh, Percy's a good one." Yeah, I considered like an honorable mention, and then I was like, "Eh, like I just I don't know." I got you hmm. covered. I feel like most people think of Miko and Flit, and not so much Miko and Percy. Yeah. So who's your number one? My number one. And I'll be honest with you, I don't know if it's a gift because everybody else thought he was going to be on somebody else's list or or if I'm just really that surprised in general. I got the OG. I got Pluto, Pluto. number one. Uh. I was hoping somebody could give Pluto a little love. I was like, wait, did we really just get through this entire thing and nobody had Pluto? Pluto is number one more than, than the fact that he's the original Disney dog. He's on there because to me, of all the dogs on on these lists... He's the one that, to me, is the most real. Yeah. You know, because he is so incredibly loyal. But at the same time, he's also a total clown. Yes. And when I when I look at Pluto, I see ev- literally every dog I've ever owned. And probably every dog I will ever have. It's true. He chases chipmunks quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That even though Pluto is like... Mickey's best friend, always there for him. He still is like every other dog, like loses his cool whenever a chipmunk is there. <laughs> or, like has to chase him and growl at him. So I like that he has that different side to his character. Yeah, he's getting stuck in places. And... So we all run through these lists and we like 20 slots. We had like 15 different dogs. Yeah. I'm really surprised that we didn't uh, that we didn't have more overlap. Yeah, and where we picked from the same movies, it still wasn't the same dog. I know. It was really interesting. Yeah. So I guess it's a good time for us to kind of throw our social media out there, seeing as we're we're all kind of crossing over right now. Uh, so we'll let you guys go first, let everybody know where, where you guys can be found. 
Yeah, absolutely. So place where we spend most of our time is on Instagram. You can find us at Detour to Neverland underscore podcast. We also have our Twitter at DTN podcast as well. And then, of course, you can find Detour to Neverland on any of the podcast apps, uh, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, anything out there. And for anybody that's looking for us, we are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Monoreal Radio. And similarly, you can find us on basically all the big platforms, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio. We're, we're everywhere, similar to you guys. Well, this this has been a lot of fun, actually. This was a great time. It was. It's. It, I feel like so often, because I know obviously we do it on our show, but you hear a lot of other shows that they they'll review an entire movie, but I, I I don't think that the dogs specifically get this much attention, and I think at times they should because they play such a vital role in so many of these films. I mean, in reality, if you take any of the dogs that we mentioned on any of our lists and take them out of their films, the films don't exist. So I think that it was it was interesting to get everybody's take on it, and and I I'm kind of happy that we were able to put a light on these characters because not only are they important to their films but I mean they're so important to Disney as a whole. They were also important to Walt. He was a big dog guy. Yeah. He's yeah. really really big into dogs. And so I'm yeah. happy to see that that's a tradition that's, you know, carried into the films even to things that, you know, are as recent as something like Coco and Up where they do play a huge role. Mhm. Did you guys pick a dog that Walt is most like? Probably Pluto. Yeah, that's mm. that was kind of in my mind. That just from from the clown aspect. What about you guys, Louis? Who's Louis the most like? So this is where it comes back to the: is it a dog? Is it not a dog? But we went with Stitch. <laughs> we were like debating it last night, and we finally decided like Louis is very stubborn. He's playful. He kind of loves you whenever he wants to. So I felt like Stitch was like the perfect one to compare him to. Yeah, when you think about Stitch's personality, just kind of like doing his own thing, getting into stuff, um, and then like finally coming around like, okay, like I'll be your friend. Like I think I like you. That's kind of where we're at right now with him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us today, for the Detour to Neverland listeners, for the Monorail Radio listeners, and for everybody in between. Thank you so much. It meant a lot to us to put this together and to have everybody here and to to put a spotlight on National Puppy Day because it, it's not only a day for you to recognize your dog or, or a day to recognize Disney dogs, but it's a day where I think it's important to recognize the fact that whether you're going to a breeder or whether you're going to a shelter, it's your opportunity to give a good dog a loving home. And I think that at the end of the day, that's what's the most important thing. I know that's what the purpose of of the day is. And I know that there are organizations everywhere that are doing events today. And I think that that was to us, that was the most important thing, even more so than putting a spotlight on these characters. Absolutely. Yeah. Guys, it was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for, you know, hanging out with us today and for giving me a fun Saturday before I got to go to work. <laughs> and for putting yeah, so much thought into this. <laughs> you guys really had some some detailed lists there. Yeah, we had a blast. Yeah, it was fun. Well, for all the listeners that joined us today for Detour to Neverland and for Monoreal Radio, have a great day. Do you like Star Wars? How about Marvel? How about Disney? If you answered yes to any of these, we'd love to have you listen to our new podcast, Kingdom Malcast. We're just three guys chatting about news, topics, and events in the Disney universe. 
Find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Subscribe to the show and leave a review to help more people find us. Follow us on Instagram at Detour to Neverland underscore podcast to see our pictures from the parks. See you real soon.